As you know, COVID-19 forced many churches to close their doors. However, now many are slowly beginning to reopen. Today, we are interviewing Sharon Uliano, executive pastor at Alive Church, about what they call their re-entry plan on bringing folks back inside their facility for services. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And hello, everyone. Welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We come to you uh, usually every week. Unless we're goofing off, and uh, we've been doing this for many years here. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We, uh, we're a company that works with uh, churches, uh, ministries. We primarily do streaming video, mobile apps, and some content management stuff, church management stuff. And our podcasts are about a lot of different things because many of us and our guests have been in ministry for a long time. So we'll talk about technical things as well as not-so-technical things. And today, we have a very special guest, and she's a friend of ours for, for for many years. Well, I don't know. When did I meet you, Sharon? About 12 years ago, maybe? Something like that, I think? About 10 years. Yeah, run that, run that area there. So Sharon Uliano is the executive pastor of a live church in Tucson, Arizona, which is where we're all at right now, but we're not meeting uh, we're just doing all this through, I guess it's Skype right now. So, Sharon, thanks for being our guest today. No, thanks for having me. Well, it's, it's good to have you here, and uh, we're excited to, to to talk to you a little bit. And one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today is because, and I know everybody's tired of hearing this, but COVID-19, uh, you know, continues to be an issue in our nation as, as well as the world. And, uh, you know, many churches stopped meeting. Your church, Sharon, was one of the churches that stopped meeting for a while, and uh, as was mine, where I'm at now. And uh, uh, and then you've opened back up, and you've done what you guys call a re-entry program, uh, re-entry model, so to speak. And so we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I mean, pretty much everybody's involved in their church to some capacity. They're either in leadership as pastors, uh, board people, team leaders, all that good stuff. So what we wanted to talk to you today a little bit about, since you guys have, have starting to meet, I mean, you've been streaming for many, many years. I used to be a part of your group, and um, you're still streaming, of course, but you're, you're meeting, but it's very different. And so let's talk a little bit about that today. And what you guys are calling the re-entry, is that, am I right in saying that, re-entry program or re-entry plan? Yes, that's correct. We Our last in-person was March 7th and 8th um, when our county um, restricted our meeting in person. Um, so we never closed because um, we use streaming church uh, services. We were able to um, continue with our online service. We kept going. So we, we don't, when we went back to re-entry, we call it re-entry because we're just re-entering the building, but we never close. We're always, we've always been open. We've always been able to provide services um, for people to watch online and we will continue to do so. Um, and that will not stop. That's just, you know, the, the way it's always going to be for us is we'll always have an option for um, an online service as well as in person. Right. Yeah. So that, 
whole um i mean that was it, uh, that notion i know that the staff would sometimes get offended it's like when are we gonna open again and they go we are open so it was kind of a you know we are open we just haven't re-entered the building yet so that was a a kind of a theme that you the church communicated to everybody right and i guess why was that important to to encourage to to, to give the message of you know we're, we're open we're not closed that kind of thing yeah, I mean, we are here um, for people to um, experience. I mean, we're, we want to have that community aspect still. We're able still to connect with people through our online service. They can chat with us in the um, chat feature, um, and, they, and we were able to um, still maintain our connection with people. Um, they still feel a part of the service, um, you know, by, by maintaining this throughout. Um, you know, all of this coronavirus crisis that we've been in. So so walk us through, you know, it's been, so it was March 7th, 8th, and I remember March 15th very well. So um, uh, ironically, March 14th was not too terrible for us, Phil, but March 15th was just the wheels. Everything went crazy. Everyone, um, tons of people, if the church hadn't closed, the people decided we're not going, we're going to go online. And we had up to like 10 times our normal audience roll through the door than on those that first weekend. So that's, that's burned in, in, in my memory for quite a while. So, and it was pretty obvious that, you know, that week and, and the following that the churches were going to move to, online and you really didn't have to think about it much right this is you know everyone's moving to online and then the question starts coming out over the weeks and months of you know when what's our plan and certain churches you know some got real creative and said well we're moving outdoors and every, we're gonna have drive-in services and uh others just you know say we're gonna focus online and we're gonna start these other ministries online and if i wasn't online i'm gonna get online and try to figure that all out um and then the temperature, the, the, the notion kind of changed to when are we going to start the reentry process? What you guys were challenged, I'm sure, with people saying on both sides of the fence, you know, I want to come back to church. Why won't you guys let me come back to church? And the other side is like, oh, my gosh, they're going to let people back in church. Don't they care about grandma? And, you know, well, tell me about the... <laughs> April, May, June, July, kind of what was going on behind the scenes at the church? Um, you know, when did you come up with your plan? You know, that sort of thing. When sure. was the plan put together? We decided, um, well, we felt, we decided to follow our county guidelines for um, group meeting. Um, when the restricted um, the restrictions lifted where we could begin to meet in person again. Uh, they, they kept a limit at 50. So at that time, we developed a plan um, um, to be able to accommodate 50 people into our, our um, auditorium. So we set up the plan, um, gosh, back in May, I think. Um, we weren't able to, to re-enter until mid-August um, into our building uh, where we felt that we had a good plan in place. Um, we added the plan to our website. We had our lead pastor record a video explaining um, why we're doing what we're doing, um, how we, um, this is showing how we love our neighbors is by following the government, um, you know, advice on how to um, 
socially distanced, um, wearing masks, um, and that's that's what we have chosen to do. So we set up a, a phased plan. Uh, phase one, we were uh, where we were told to shelter in place. We just stayed online only. Um, we moved into phase two when restaurants um, were able to dine, uh, have dine-in, and um, retail started opening, um, and we allowed some small groups to begin to meet into the room. We started really slowly. Uh, we have four services normally, so we allowed in-person, um, just really kind of hand-picked, uh, really insider people to kind of beta test our re-entry so that we knew that we were able to clean everything really well and socially distance and have a good quality um, uh, in-person service. What, what um, and was now, the time frame yeah. for that when you started letting select people? The guinea pigs back, right? Or that was right right around August uh, 15, 16, when we okay. started bringing people in. So, um, uh, sorry to cut you off. Okay. Maybe I'm getting ahead of you here, Sharon. But what 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 determined what was the term the determining factor of who could come and who couldn't come? <laughs> uh, we invited our board of overseers, our elders, our um, group leaders, uh, really insider people that would have a lot of grace for us if we <laughs> didn't have a, a you know great experience at first um, because we were streaming, you know, we wanted to stream live where there's cameras involved, there's, um, you know, more cords and cables around than we normally would have. So we just wanted to make sure it was a really safe environment and we knew the people that we were um, asking to come in for the beta test were really insider people to our church. So. Uh, we thought that was the best way to start. And so now we're doing the same thing. Um, you know, we, we moved all of the cables and got the cameras back in place. Um, so now we're able to have everybody come in, but we are registering still. Right. And, and it's a limited audience still. Yes, our county only allows 50 people in one room at a time. Um, right. So we're following that. So as you put the plans together, I mean, initially there's debate around, well, we're only going to let this many people in. What's a worship service going to be like with only, you know, 20% of our normal crowd? Um, what's the experience going to be like? I, I guess, did you build into the plan, you know, think, you know, options for like, eh, this isn't working. Let's go back to something else or this worked really well. Let's accelerate the plan or did you guys have contingencies set up? Yes, we uh, wanted to make sure we were, like I said, um, having a great experience for both online and in person. Um, and if it wasn't going to be a great experience in person, we were going to go back to just online until we could have a great experience in person. We were able to work out the kinks with our really insider people and figure out um, uh, seating arrangements, best way to get people in and out of the room. Um, and we felt, felt like at that point, and we're, that's where we are now, that we do have a good experience both online and in person. Yeah. So what are some of the things that, that you learned with the, the initial group was, I, I mean, um, you talked about some of them, you know, the flow through the facility, you know, come in this door, go out this door. I've, I've, I ran into that. I got scolded at uh, in and out once, you know. When they came in, I, I stood too close to the person taking my order, and they said, stand back on the tape, and, and they said, when you leave, go through this door. Don't go through that door, and they lock, you know, those kind of things. Or those, what kind of things did you learn through the, the trial process? Uh, we learned we had to have uh, signs. Uh, we had to have um, 
we did put the little stickers on the floor with the arrows. Uh, we verbally communicated really well. We had volunteers, we had staff members kind of blocking the doors that we didn't want people to go to. So in a friendly way, we're directing people to use the door we wanted them to use. Um, we made it very clear um, that we're wearing masks. You know, all the, the staff all wears masks, but we let people when they sit down, take off their masks. So we verbally say that to them. We also have signs um, on our, we have a screen in the auditorium that has like a slideshow before we would have instructions on the slides um, telling people you know, the expectations of the service. And and then again, at the end, we would tell them um, how to leave, what door to go through. Did you get any pushback from people? Um, yes, and we still do. I mean, there's some people that, that don't like wearing a mask. They don't want to come because they have to wear a mask. Um, you know, even for part of the, even walking in the door, they don't want to wear a mask. Um, so they've chosen to stay home and watch online until they can come in without wearing a mask. And um, again, we point to the, that we are following our, our county guidelines. And so you can kind of blame it on the county. You're blaming it on uh, the government. It's not, you know, we're, we're not the ones that saying you have to wear the mask. It's a mask mandate that's given to us by our county. And that kind of takes the pressure off of us a little bit. When you, uh, when, when you first, you know, did this best with uh, insiders, you know, leaders and stuff, let's try this and see how it works. What was the biggest surprise that you came up, you know, when, when you actually did a weekend service and then you came back and reevaluated everything, what was the biggest surprise? I mean, no, everybody was trying to go out the same door, you know, I mean, was that it or was it, uh, everybody wanted to hug and kiss each other. Uh, I mean, you know, was there a big surprise, something that stood out? That's the like, biggest, oh, I hadn't thought yeah, about that. Yeah. The biggest thing that, that took, I think, the staff by surprise was how so excited we were to have people back in person. We were so elated that we were almost couldn't control ourselves. We literally clapped when people, when we saw people come into the, to the building. So it's kind of, you know, they were all insiders, so it was okay. Um, but if it had been outsider guests, it might've been a little weird, but we were so <laughs> excited to have people back in the building, um, you know, and, um, that kind of the feeling that we had was was a little bit surprising. Um, we were really pleased with um, how excited other people were to be back in and the worship experience with the energy that came from. It's so different when you can have you know live people in the room when you're when you have music, um, you know the band and and everybody can respond in real time instead of just performing to a camera. You know essentially so. So the energy level was tremendous, you know, initially when we when we came in and it has maintained throughout just because everybody's so grateful and happy to be back in the room. Is the band speaking of the band on the platform, is the band socially distanced from each other or they is are. it just business as usual? OK, yeah, yeah everybody is socially distanced um, to the best of our ability. Right. Yeah, yes. Some are uh, Alive's got a lot of family members and so that are in the band. <laughs> so. You know, uh, husband and wife worship leader, and so yeah, yeah. they don't necessarily need to social distance, but I guess they do set a good example and and spread out while performing as sure. well. Uh, I'm going to jump in here again. Uh, Steve tends to dominate these podcasts, if you've noticed. He tends to just take over. Uh, I'm kidding. Actually, Steve asked some really good questions. I was telling Matt today. I said, you know, I, I've taught him well over the years, uh, and again, I'm. I'm just being facetious. Uh, he's, he does it all on his own. But uh, how do you choose? Okay, you, you know, how do you choose who's coming? Because you still have a limitation. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, if I just kind of show up, go, hey, I want to, I want to come in. Uh, I mean, how do you guys choose who gets to come in? Because you're still limiting to 50 people. And I had the pleasure of being in your facility recently, uh, just uh, for we shot a video for streamingchurch.tv, and I saw where you and I said chairs, you know, spread out. So tell us about the process. Uh, who gets in? Is it a lottery ticket? Uh, is it one of those things where people have to pay money to get in? Uh, you know, what, how's that work? <laughs> no, no money. Um, we use um, a software called Planning Center Online. Many churches use Planning Center Online. There's a registration feature within Planning Center Online, and we utilize that. We cap it so that we can control how many people come in. Um, we I overbook it a little bit, um, kind of like the airlines, uh, for the people that yeah, that cancel at the last minute. Um, but we always allow um, extra seats for people that do, um, you know, they're new. They don't know that we're registering. They saw it on Google and uh, they drove by and saw the church and decided to come on in. Uh, we always have some seats available. We're setting the seats up um, like a sections of four seats and then three seats and then two seats and, and throughout the auditorium. And we have ushers that will direct the people. Um, so a couple comes in, they'll take them to a place where there's two seats. So they're not taking the four seat section away from a family that could come in. Uh, we know ahead of time, um, pretty much um, if there is a family coming in, like if there is a bigger group of, um, you know, five people, then we can set it, set it aside because they've already registered. So it's been working really well. Uh, and how many, how much, how much space do you leave for new people? Uh, about eight, six to eight seats available for people that are just coming in. And, uh, last weekend we have four services. So, um, we're doing this four times on the weekend. Um, and we did have 18 people last, last week. So okay. all four services. So they were, they didn't all come at one service luckily <laughs> okay well yeah and and are these new people because my next question was going to be during this COVID-19 deal that everybody's you know the, the pandemic uh are you still finding new people showing up yes yes they are um looking up on our website and they 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 drive by they see the banner out front they see the sign they pull in they see cars in the parking lot so they're coming in okay so during all this there's been churches that have been dramatically impact for the worse and and others that have been fared okay and others that have flourished where where does your church fall uh we've been very blessed um we've been able to maintain our um our congregation size our attenders um we've you know i i would say surprisingly we're flourishing um i was not expecting this i i you know, we didn't know, nobody knew, um, but we're doing really well. People um, are really seeing a need to be um, involved in a church. Um, the friends are reaching out to their friends and family members and inviting them to, to just try, even if it's, um, you know, not in person, but online. So um, so we are seeing a, a number of uh, brand new people that are coming in and, and a lot of them are unchurched people. And the, the finances reflect the positive out to or uh, positive outlook or as well or has the finances gone down or the finances have maintained um we were already established um with online giving prior to covid um so that i think that made it 
tremendous difference. Um, it wasn't just passing, passing the offering plate um, in service. We already had an online giving established, um, so people just maintained their giving through that. And, and speaking of giving, uh, do you during the COVID nineteen deal now? Do you pass the offering plate, or is it just boxes in the back? Just boxes um, on the wall, and people can drop it in the box okay. on their way out. Yeah, and so that's a little change, right? Because you did, you did both. I think we did. I'm confused because no. I've been. Yeah, we we did not pass the offering plate uh, for the last um, probably two years. We've been just oh. doing a Dropbox situation uh, okay. and have migrated to primarily online giving. Okay. Yeah. Are there are there things that 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 you guys implemented now that you think will be in place? You know, once COVID is a memory. Yes, we have uh, created a video um, each week for kids and a video for for youth, um, middle school and high school kids. Um, we will maintain this um, because we want um, an experience online for the entire family. We don't want just mom and dad to, to go to church if they're at home. We want the kids to be able to go to church too. Um, so we have intentionally created content for kids and youth um, to be able to be consumed online um, and that will continue wow. so as so you're in we're in phase two is that what you is it yeah we're it, moving, moving into three we are on november 7th and 8th uh, we have saturday service um, as well we are moving into uh, re-entering with the kids we've been okay. beta testing with the kids um, we've done two services on the weekend um, to make sure we had everything uh, again with those same you know hand-picked insider kids that would have a lot of grace for us right. um, and we figured out a, a system now for um safely checking in the kids and how the parents can pick them up um, without the second service people coming in um, and, and having a group of people all at once. So they're all spread out. So we will be doing that on uh, September or November 7th and 8th. So we're really excited about that. Oh, cool. oh, I forgot about kids. So, What's the next phase? Sorry, so yeah, step yeah, that was my question. What's the next phase? So phase, well, that will be phase three and phase four is, is we're looking at the sporting and concert events where there's just regular seating um, where everybody can go in and our county has lifted the mask mandate um, and that will be, we'll put all the seats back in and, and we won't have the registration process anymore. We'll just be, um, you know, come to church in person or watch online. It'll just. So, so how's, how is the church? Did you put dates on it when you put this plan together? You said phase one's here, phase two's there. Right. It's it's been a play it by ear thing. Or, or? It's been yeah. It's, and again, we we are using the government guidelines. The um, we're using the word phase one, phase two, and nothing is you know we're just watching what the, the government's doing. And um, you know, it's the same with restaurants and uh, movie theaters and uh, anywhere where large gathering of people. Yeah. So. Uh, I think we've been fortunate in that there's not been, we, Arizona, there's not been a dramatic shift of things where, you know, the restaurants began to open up and then all of a sudden everybody's closed again. Um, so I guess, and so with the plan you have in place, you would just react, right? Or how would that yeah. work? 
Yeah, I mean, if if we did have another resurgence of, of COVID in this area, then we, I mean, we do have a solid online, um, you know, service in place and we would just continue to to do that um, even if we had to do it from our house we would keep church going it's very important to us to always have something available for people yeah yeah uh, we're just about out of time here uh we're talking with sharon Giuliano, executive pastor at a live church uh sharon it seems to me like you guys have had really a good measure of success uh, doing this uh, what do you attribute attribute that success to? I mean, from my perspective, it looks like you do a really good job communicating. Uh, and so I would think communication has helped you guys be successful so far in this phase. Uh, any other thoughts on why you guys appear to be doing really well? Yeah, I think communication is a key. We did pick up the phones early in March and called people. We actually <laughs> dialed the numbers and called them and talked to them on the phone. And uh, that made a big difference. You know, let people know where we care about them. How can we pray for them? Um, what do they need? Some people um, lost their jobs and needed groceries. And we had a team of people that would, would take food to them or um, whatever they needed, uh, medical supplies. Um, we send a regular um newsletters out to people so they're receiving email um, we have a social media presence and of course like i said our, our online service has been available every single weekend throughout this whole thing yeah yeah i think you guys use a pretty good company to do that don't you yeah what's the name of the company they're pretty good yeah, I think they're a streaming church anyhow all right i'm just doing some self-glossing here uh, so we're we're pretty much out of time here um uh, Steve, any 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 quick questions before we kick Sharon out? Um, no, I I think uh, this has been very informative. Yeah, you know, we're we do this so that other churches can kind of compare notes and learn from each other. Yeah. So you've been a very good example, and I think given some people some food for thought and um, yeah. you know to kind of emulate what I think Eli's been doing. I think it's been going very well. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Sharon, and has questions or something, follow-up questions, what's the best way for people to, to reach out and contact you? Should they go to alivechurch.com? Yeah. Our, our website, you can look at our uh, reentry plan on our website, um, alivechurch.com. Um, you can contact me at uh, Aaron at alivechurch.com, H-A-R-O-N, um, and I will be happy to answer the questions you have. Okay, we had some, we've got some internet issues here. You're kind of breaking up. So Sharon at AliveChurch.com is your email, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're, you're breaking up on it. At least on my end, I'm hearing breaking up. But that's, it's, it's, this is what we live in, folks. This is the internet and uh, it's a little sketchy at times. But, but anyhow, AliveChurch.com is the website. Sharon Uliano is our guest or has been our guest today. Sharon, thank you. It's, it's always good to see you. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And thank you, Steve, for being a part of our podcast, as usual. Glad to be here. All right. First of all, thank you for listening to this online. And uh, if we can help you in any way, just reach out to us, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our uh, email addresses. If we can help you in any way, uh, that's what we're here for. Thank you for spending a little with us. My name is Phil Thompson on behalf of all of us here at StreamingChurch.tv and uh, on behalf of Sharon. Uh, thank you again. We'll catch you again next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. <laughs>